Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, Discussing Photography, a podcast all about the things that we love about photography. This is Focus on Rotation, where I have different hosts joining me at the desk as we share and learn each week. Come and enjoy this week's episode with us. Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, Discussing Photography. Hi, I'm Steve Finkel. On this episode, I'm flying solo. This episode, I want to talk about some of the things that you can do to help yourself as a photographer. How can you get better as a photographer? So it's something that a lot of photographers ask themselves, what steps can I take or what things can I do that can help improve my photography? So in this episode, I want to talk to you about entering photo competitions. And what are the benefits of entering photo competitions? What are the pitfalls of entering photo competitions? There is many different photo competitions out there in the marketplace and they're all different. They all have, I suppose, they're all put together for different reasons. Some are incredibly well constructed and they have a really good, I suppose, framework the way they do it and and their rules and conditions are very kind of, I would say, in favour of the photographer. Others are not so much in favour of the photographer where you may submit an image and you may also be giving away the rights to your image. So that's for some people... They're very reluctant to enter photo competitions because they worry about putting their images out there and potentially losing copyright. So whenever you're looking for a competition to enter into, always look for one, read the terms and conditions about the copyright side of the photo. Who, you know, Does it transfer to the, the competition, the person running the competition, and do you lose the copyright? Good competitions will actually you'll retain the copyright but the competitions quite often will have a covenant in there that allows them to use that image in promoting the competition or advertising any future competitions, which is fine because they're stating that in there, but they're not going to be able to sell it and use it for a billboard advertising. That's still your, your photo. So why would you bother actually entering photo competitions? Well, I think one of the most important things about it is, is getting the critique, getting the feedback, getting to see how other photographers who judge those um, images, how they're ranking you, how they're rating you. Are you hitting the mark on your composition? Are you hitting the mark with your technique? How as good is your storytelling? All these things you needed to make a good photo. So when you get the, I suppose, making a good photo is no different from making a, a great tasting cake. Great tasting cake is you've got the right balance of con, um, the ingredients you know, if you're making a chocolate cake, you've got to have the right amount of chocolate. You've got to have the, you know, the right amount of um, processing to get that you know, nice, fluffy, aerated texture to it. So photography is a mixture of things. So when we look at a photo, there's a whole lot of things happening in that photo. So the first thing is obviously the composition. So that's where the subjects are placed in the, in the inside the frame. And that will can make a photo strong or it can make a photo not as appealing. So good composition is something people strive for, but how do you know when you're actually hitting the mark? If you're putting your pictures up on Instagram or Facebook or one of these things and people are liking them, that's fantastic. It's not always a great indicator of whether they're strong images. Sometimes there's pictures that go up on these platforms that get a lot of... um, they get a lot of likes and they get a lot of shares and that type of thing. But technically they're not great photos. Sometimes they have some major flaws in them. But 
the people who kind of use those platforms, typically, you know, there are photographers, but there's a lot of non-photographers. And so non-photographers will look at an image differently. But if you're striving to become a, a good technical photographer with good composition, good storytelling, good technique and execution, all those things, one way is to find a good competition and enter some images in that competition. Now, ideally, you want to be able to get from that competition, you want to be able to get, see how the image has been scored. And this is one of the most important parts of it because if you've got that information, that can help you understand where your image is strong and where your image could do with a little bit of strengthening. So these, it's, you know, it's basically it's critiquing. I mean, that's what a photo competition is. Someone sits there and, and, and critiques your photo and the most pleasing photo to the judges on the day is the one that, you know, scores the highest number of points and it depends, you know, each photo competition can be a little bit different how they're run but obviously they come to a, an overall winner after considering a number of things. Some photo competitions are run purely by people's choice where it's by how much interaction people have with the photo and that's not really always a good indication that it, the, the best photo wins the competition and quite often in a lot of competitions the best photos don't always win for a number of different reasons but if you enter find a competition where you can like I said trust the organizers of the competition that they're doing the right thing by you with your copyright um, that you're retaining that copyright and that's important as a photographer and copyright is you know important that you've always you know you've created that photo so you want to retain the rights because if, say it becomes a photo that wins an award and it gets a lot of publicity and people see it you know there might be a brand that wants to buy that photo to use it in a campaign but if you've signed over the rights to that photo to the competition organizers then potentially you've lost that opportunity maybe to do that so look at the rules and regulations in australia there's a there's a an organization called photo watchdog and photo watchdog basically looks at competitions and will give the comp will give competitions the tick of approval for competitions that are run regarding the rules that they're, they're treating the photographer in a fair way um, especially in regard to um, retaining the copyright side of it so like i said it's an opportunity for you to actually get a critique to get some feedback to actually help i suppose understand where you are as a photographer and as you as you kind of grow as a photographer you know each year you should be kind of if you're actively out there shooting each year your your skill sets are getting better your confidence should be growing and and it should be coming across in your pictures so if you were to enter a picture that you took say um, five years earlier then to a picture that you've taken today one would mostly expect that that current image if you've been on that learning journey would actually score higher in a, in a photo competition because you've learnt more and you, and you and you understand it so one of the things about photography is like i said it's understanding what makes a good photo what what, what are the mixed you know what are the components what are the portions of the, the components that you need to put in there and getting those you know, getting that mix correct and it can also i mean that can also dictate your style of photography as well because the way people actually craft a photo and the way the elements they use and the way they place 
Um, I mean, there's certain people who use things like, I mean, they'll use a lot of negative space in a photo. And when negative space is used correctly in a photo, it can give you a lot of impact because the subject is the kind of, you know, the hero of the shot. And that they're things that people build their kind of, I suppose they build their style around things that they like doing and sometimes around the type of subjects they like shooting as well. But learning, like I said, to to get this feedback now a lot of people will join a camera club where they have monthly competitions and they'll put their their images in but sometimes like i said after a period of time um, judges in the, those type of competitions sometimes can become you know they've seen the judging the same kind of um, photographers over and over again and sometimes you know they can look it naturally happens but sometimes a little bias can creep in same as like when you're judging a photo, um, and I've judged photo competitions, that sometimes you only actually see the photo for a very short time. So you, get, you, you kind of study it quickly and you have to make up your mind of how you're going to score that f- image. Sometimes when you re-see that image again at a later date, you look at it with a different set of eyes, so you might score it differently. So on any given day, a judge will give a score, but it may change over time if they were to judge that photo again you know maybe a couple of years later and it could be because the judges have learned as more because I mean everyone is learning on this journey of photography you know whether you're the photographer or whether you know someone judging an image you get to see and understand more about the images there's often talked about too with um, photography that as you progress with your skill set the photos say more about you as a photographer than sometimes the subject itself. And that's a good place to get to when you're, you know, your pictures are actually saying something about you and, and the things that you believe in and the things that you stand for. So competitions. So I think they're worthwhile exercise to be able to, to go out there and seek out a couple of good photo competitions and enter some images. Now, some fo- competitions will have... Um, various different layers with inside the, the competition that might allow you to enter photos that have been manipulated using things like Photoshop and other manipulation programs. And some may require the, the images are not manipulated, um, that they can have some very mild processing or very mild, the processing by meaning by that, you know, the process to get it from the camera onto your computer. If you're shooting raw, a raw file you can't kind of print a raw file you can't really share a raw file on facebook or instagram you're going to have to convert that to a jpeg or a tiff file or some other type of format so it can be shared around so there is a certain amount of processing that has to happen to get it from that raw state to a image that's going to be able to be easily shareable um, on those social media platforms and quite often that's said these online competitions Typical, have some type of portal where you're actually uploading an image and they put the image, like I said, it's a digital format so people can, and try if the judges are seeing it. You know, there is competitions that do print where you can submit prints. Um, typically, but most online competitions, you're going to be putting a digital file in and people are going to be judging that. One of the important things to do is you want to give your images the best possible I suppose, uh, advantage that in each of the rules of most competitions, it will give you some specific information about the file size. 
So quite often it might say on this particular thing that they want to have the um, file needs to be, you know, 3,000 pixels on the longest edge. So what they're saying there is, you know, if you submit an image, say that's 1,000 pixels on the, on the longest edge, you might as well try and submit the image at the highest resolution that the judges will accept at. So you might as well try and, you know, do... And there's plenty of stuff online where you can learn how to resize photos within, you know, Lightroom and Photoshop and other photo platforms that you can basically go in and, and export the file and you can set the parameters on how the file will be exported and the size of it. Like I said, it's worthwhile exporting it to the maximum um, allowable file size to give yourself the best possible, I suppose, chance of people viewing that in the best possible light. You know, you could make the file smaller, which would make it easier to to um, move around. But again, the judges have actually have decided by giving you that size, this is the optimal size for their method of judging. So just keep that in mind. So that's one of the things if you're not familiar with pixels and the file sizes and those type of things, Go off and Google it, and like I said, you'll find nearly every photo processing um, software will have a an export function where you can change the size of it. So when it talks about on the longer side, so if you're talking, say, a picture, you know, if we're talking the 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 typical, you know, four by six type format, you know, it's a it's a a rectangular shape. So what they're talking about on the longer side is that longer side of that rectangle is the maximum number of pixels, which means if it's 3,000 on the longer side, it might be 2,000 high. So depending on the ratio of the picture. If you were submitting a picture that was one-to-one, which is a square image, and it's 3,000, it means it could be 3,000 wide by 3,000 high because they're both sides are both exactly the same length. But it's good to understand these things and to get these things, I suppose, to get understanding of, so basically you can... Like I said, present your work in the best possible way. The other thing is read through all the terms and conditions. It's important for you to understand because sometimes there is some special clauses in there. It might relate to where the photograph was taken. Did you have permission? It might relate to if there's people in the photograph, whether or not you had their consent to take the photo. And you may need to prove that at some point, especially if you, you win, win, win a competition. And some competitions will also ask for the raw file. So sometimes they, like I said, if they're fairly, uh, if the competition's fairly geared up around the image being just just processed, the minimum amount of processing, they might want to look at the, they might look at that and say, has this image been altered greatly from the original file? So when they look at the raw file, what they're going to be expecting to see is all the same elements in there, not something's been added, not something's been moved around. Yes, you can crop. Most um, photo competitions allow you to do cropping. Yes, you can change, well, most of them, you can change the exposure and you know, sometimes pull back from the shadows. Some people like to, like myself, I mean, I like to shoot stuff slightly under, so, I mean, to, to protect the highlights because once the highlights blow out and you've just got a bunch of white pixels, there's no detail in white pixels, they're just all white. Um, but if you shoot the picture so it's slightly underexposed to try and protect those light areas to keep the detail, that it's amazing what you can recover from the shadows in 
programs like Photoshop, Lightroom, those types of things. So a lot of people shoot that. So they, they, they're kind of recognised principles that people do, that people will go in there and they'll actually use these programs to basically edit the images to get the best out of the images because, yes, you could, if you shoot it in camera like that where you're shooting it to expose the darker parts correctly, you are going to have the lighter parts of the images overexposed. So it's a technique that most photographers use and it's not usually frowned upon by judges by doing that type of thing. Typically in the competitions where it's fairly tied on, what you can do, yes, if you start um, removing elements or adding elements, hence you know cloning or healing sections of the photo, they can be seen as that you've manipulated the photo and that can obviously make that photo ineligible for the competition that you're entering it in. The other thing is look at the timelines on the on the on the competition as well because um, one of the things you want to try and do is obviously make sure that you get the photos together in a in an orderly time so you can submit them. You're not panicking if you have a you know trying to submit them at the last minute and suddenly your computer crashes or the internet goes down and you've done all this work on you know getting these photos together but you haven't been able to do it. So just be mindful of the timelines. Try and submit them early. Some competitions actually allow you when you submit the photo that if for some reason you decide you want to retract that photo and you want to replace it with another photo, someone will allow you actually to swap out a photo before the competition ends. So that's another thing to look forward, you know, look at in the terms and conditions to see if those types of things, you know, an example of this is sometimes some people will pick some photos and then all of a sudden they're out shooting and they get this amazing shot and they go, oh, wow, this, I wish they had entered this shot. Some of the competitions do allow you to do that, which is kind of, I think, important to look for these things and to understand it. But the only way you find these things out is, is to really read those terms and conditions. And a lot of competitions will actually say, you know, by, um, by entering a photo, you're accepting all our terms and conditions. So if you're doing that, you really want to understand what are the terms and conditions that you're, you're basically agreeing to. One of the other areas of choosing photos to go into a competition, which you know is quite daunting for a lot of people because they have a lot of really you know images that they're favourites, and a lot of people will have you know folders or albums or whatever where they have their favourite shots that they've taken. So they're the shots that they're proudest of. Sometimes they're the shots that people want to, if they're going to enter into a competition, they want to do that. So it can be a little bit of a challenge sometimes to to pick images. I mean, I've come up with a system that I use. You know, when I'm if I'm entering images into something, quite often I'll pick my my favourite you know, group, I'll put them on a USB stick, I'll go to one of the local print shops and I'll just print out the very cheap um, 4x6 shots, put them on a, a magnetic whiteboard with little magnets to hold them in place, so I'll set them all up and I'll just put them there where somewhere where I can walk past them and I'll look at them and I'll stop a couple of times a day maybe and look at the photos and I start doing a culling process. I'll look at it and go, yeah, that one, no, I, I don't think that one. So you pull that off the wall. So eventually you'll get, you know, if you're doing that process over a week, you can then get down to um, a smaller group of photos to choose from. So then the next thing I normally do is once I've got down to my short list of photos that I'm going to um, submit, I'll typically then go and print them at a bigger size, like I print them, you know, um, like an 8x10 or A4 size image. And again, do the same type of process. If, if, if I'm kind of left holding, you know, 10 images, 
um, and I want to submit five images, I'll then print them at that slightly bigger size and do the exact same process and I'll look at them and look at them at different times of day when you get up in the morning, when, before you go to bed at night. And it's interesting how you'll start to see stuff in those photos that you're either going to really like and go, no, I really like that, or there's going to be things in there you're going to go, you know what, this is not the strongest, this is not my strong, this is not one of my strongest pictures, so I'm going to exclude it. You know, I'm sure people have other processes that they do to kind of go through and get this process happening where you can basically, you know, eliminate photos to come back with your list. Now, a lot of competitions too will have a competition fee to enter them and so people go oh, I've got to pay this money but what you're actually doing on good competitions you're actually investing in yourself you're, you're investing in yourself as a photographer because what you're doing by paying that money if you're getting feedback and you can see how you how your images um, were scored and get an understanding of the areas where you may need to strengthen your skills or maybe have a rethink about um, how you were constructing a photo that maybe you think you know what maybe I'm maybe I'm not quite doing this right maybe I need to change my my way of thinking so these are all a part of that creative process where basically you know as a photographer you evolve stuff that you like shooting when you very first started to the time you've been shooting 10 years is going to be very different so there's a lot of stuff you shot when you look at your early work it's sometimes very cringy and you go oh, I can't believe I thought that was actually good but that's a part of the process part of the process is is that you see your photos in a particular way as you learn more more skills and you get and, and a bit like baking a cake again back to that analogy when you first bake the, the first chocolate cake yeah you put all the all the mixture in the bowl and you beat it around and you do all those things and you bake it and it comes out and it, you know it's it's okay it tastes all right texture is not great but you know, as like an experienced um, a chef or, or pastry chef they'll know that there's techniques they can do to actually improve the texture and the flavor so it might be where when they when they mix it they might double they might double beat it so they beat it once and they let it stand for 10 minutes then they beat it again and then they may let it stand again and then beat it again and then at that point then they put it in because They've been able to work out that they can aerate the the mixture a little bit more, so that when it bakes, it's got this beautiful fluffy texture, or it gives time for sometimes things um, for the for the flavour to to really kind of go for all the ingredients. Um, so sometimes when you put it straight in the oven, obviously heat can change the flavours of things. But these are techniques that people learn over time. Same as a photographer, you learn techniques that help you become a better photographer, help you to construct a better image because you now know more information about how to do it. And like I said, photo competitions are a great way to, I suppose, measure how you're going as a photographer to get that feedback. The other thing too with photo competition, one of the great things is it, it can be a, a private thing between you and, the, you and the judge where basically you've put the photo in and you get a score and you can share that information with other people around you if you wish or you you don't have to. So some people put their photos in because it's a safe way of basically getting that feedback without putting it, say, on a Facebook forum or putting it in another public forum where people 
giving you their opinions on it and then sometimes the pin opinions could be quite harsh and that can be quite devastating for a photographer especially if you've really starting out and someone says oh no it's rubbish it's no good you've done this wrong you've done that wrong but when it's done like I said in a private fashion like for a competition that like I said you can choose to share your successes you don't have to share your failures and that's a great great way to grow as well because then it helps you understand and none of us are perfect like every one of us you know we all take bad photos and we all take good photos the, the the I suppose the thing you strive for is to take more good photos than you take bad photos. You know, sometimes we take photos that are okay, but they're not great. So you really want, I suppose, most photographers want to strive to not take, oh, that's a good photo. They want over here, that's a great photo. So these are these type of you know evolutions as a photographer only happen when you, like I said. You start to understand your own work. You start to understand what you can control um, and start getting feedback. And like I said, there are very good competitions out there that give really good feedback and help photographers grow along the way. The other thing too, if the if the competition is offering some type of tips, like quite often they'll be giving you information about how to get the best out of a portrait shot using shallow depth of field if you're photographing someone giving some suggestions on lighting, giving those type of things. All those things are invaluable and you really should you know, investigate and have a look at those type of things because the more information you can take on board helps you as a photographer in the long run. And like I said, we all constantly learn. I mean, I've been doing photography for for more years than I choose to, to say, but you know, every other week I learn something new or I see something different or I see... Something that I did previously, and I hear a lot of photographers quite often doing things now that they said they never would do. But you start, that's, the, that's how you evolve as a photographer. You know, if you get set in your ways and you keep doing things exactly the same way as when you first picked the camera up, you will get to a point where you kind of, you know, you're like on a piece of string. And when you get to the end of the string, you can't actually move any further. You, you kind of, it holds you back. You know, if that string was elastic so you can keep stretching yourself and stretching and stretching, um, you'll grow as a photographer. Like I said, so use whatever tools are available to you to actually get to that point. So in this episode, I've been talking about putting yourself out there and using photo competitions as a method of getting feedback and as a method of understanding where you are as a photographer and where you're at and what areas as a photographer you excel in and what areas that you may need to work on your skills. And, you know, once you know these things, then it's like everything. It's like the getting back to the cake. Once you find out these techniques that can help you make a better photo, you can start employing those, those techniques and using them in all your photography. I know when people first start to understand, usually start using artificial light, especially in when they're shooting people, how they said it's been a game changer for their portrait photography, the fact that they've introduced the light. They were originally starting off shooting, you know, um, ambient light or natural light type photography. And then when they started introducing even a single light, they noticed that the picture took on this extra punch, got that extra little bit of oomph. And that was because the light um, and start to understand it. And then as people get more skilled and they introduce a you know, second or third light, 
and they're really lighting the subject now where they're really controlling that look and they've got creative control. That's all happens by experience. You, know, you, you get that from, I said, just getting out there and trying new stuff and trying to understand where your strengths are and where your weaknesses are and then work on those things to actually give yourself, I suppose, the best possible skill set for your type of photography. So a lot of people who listen to the podcast will know that I've got a connection with the Canon Collective, and the Canon Collective is a is a Facebook group in Australia. It's it's a fantastic group of very talented people, and they've just recently announced the Click Awards, and the Click Awards are a fantastic initiative because basically all the th- good things that I talked about a photo competition should be all those elements exist in the Click Awards. I will actually be having some of the um, people who are running the Click Awards on a future podcast to share some information and we'll drill into a bit more detail about you know, the judging criteria and those different things and, and how it can help and how photographers can use that to their advantage. Hi, you've been listening to Photo Mission Focus. I'm Steve Finkel and um, you know, I hope you just go out there and start looking at maybe where you could improve on your photography and look at what tools are out there to you. If you're a member of the Canon Collective, jump in and have a look at the Click Awards. There's information and there'll be more information over the coming weeks. It does open for entries in mid-November. So well worth checking out and having a look at. And um, until next time, enjoy your photography. I'm Steve Finkel for Photo Mission Focus. Thanks for listening. That's all for this episode this week. Thanks for listening. If you have enjoyed the show, please leave us a comment and don't forget to follow us on your favourite podcast app and social media sites. Remember, photography is a pursuit where there's always something new to learn. Safe and happy shooting, everyone.